welcome to March's PR Not BS podcast with me, Fiona Scott. How are you all? Today I'm joined by the lovely, the dynamic, Emma Carter. You might not know Emma, but I do. Um, (laughs) Emma is the managing director of a company called Smarter Media, but I'm going to say no more. I'm going to let Emma introduce herself in the way she would like to be introduced. Hi, thanks Fiona. That's really kind of you. Dynamic is uh, not often a word that's used for me, normally other words, but we won't go into that today. Um, So hello everybody. I'm Emma, Emma Carter. I am Managing Director at Smarter Media. We're a digital marketing agency based in Swindon, offering um, digital services across um, the Southwest for small and medium businesses, uh, basically helping businesses grow through digital digital means. Emma, I done a story with you recently which we've put out with just a few pithy tips about what your team have learned about what's working well on social media at the moment I think it'd be really nice to just share a couple of them with our listeners it's really interesting digital marketing and the way in which the industry changes so there's a a couple of things to preface it with really the first is the industry is full of opinion Um, And that can be quite challenging for businesses because, you know, my opinion might be different from a different agency's opinion, which might be different from a big corporate global um, agency's opinion. Um, And what we see are how do our opinions match with the way in which the technologies that we use work? So Google, the the Facebooks, um, um, LinkedIn, those sorts of things. So we actually um, embarked on a bit of a trial with uh, a handful of clients to see if we could figure out what was going on in the um, social media world. So there was a big change recently with iOS and an update on um, Facebook and the way in which Apple wanted data to be captured um, or more importantly, tracked. Um, and Google are um, have already, in fact, declared that they are removing the ability to track cookies um, throughout 2022 and certainly no later than 2023. So there's a real change happening in the industry. How can you track data? How can you track your visitors? How can you track information if you don't have the ability to to take cookies? So we embarked on this trial, particularly focused around social media, mostly around organic social media. So for those that try and get growth or brand or um, reach through organic means, so normal posting, you know, your day-to-day activities and that kind of thing. There were some really interesting results that came out. Um, And ironically, or not, sorry, ironically, it's actually down to each individual platform, which is not great for a marketing manager or a business owner to hear, because then you have to know each individual platform and what they do. Some of the big changes, some of the most consistent messages we saw, rather, were the um, consistency of posting. That was an absolute key um, difference in the measurement and the results in which those um, those results worked. So the more frequently you um, posted, the better. And then you had some nuances. So, for example, LinkedIn loves posts that have um, names or people that you're working with or collaborating with um, dotted throughout the message rather than in a chunk at the end or in a chunk in a mess or, or on the second post, which is a tactic we've all used in the past. The other thing is it absolutely hates working with business pages, which is ironic, really, because it's LinkedIn. It's designed for businesses. But, you know, for some reason, a, a, an article or, or a post that we share on a business page performs significantly you know, poorly compared to those that we post on individual pages, um, as in Emma Carter's page versus Smarter Media's page. Um, And the third big one was about taking, and this was for both Facebook and LinkedIn, actually, was about taking the user away from the site. So LinkedIn in particular 
really downgraded us when we had a article or a post that included a link somewhere else so either to our own website or to a blog post or or to a you know a national paper or, or whatever so it's really really interesting to see how they're all working together and it's early trial some of the stats are really good we're still testing it we're going to keep testing it over the next um, the next few months but definitely lots of changes heading heading our way with the way in which you can track data which is only going to make digital marketing more difficult in the future I um, really, really value digital marketing, but it it is an ever-changing picture, isn't it, Emma? It's a real challenge for brands. And one thing about bigger companies I've noticed is that they struggle to be agile and flexible in their messaging. Everything has to wash through a senior management team or a board, which causes delays. And that kind of takes away the spontaneity. I mean, do you have a view on that? Yeah, I think think it's... um... I think what a lot of people forget is that marketing has to, the purpose of the marketing from a digital point of view has to break down into what's the point of it. So if you're doing it for a brand perspective, which is just to keep your brand front of mind, to make sure people recognize your brand, identify with your brand and think of you when something sort of comes up, then you can go through that long-winded process of getting a sign off and making sure the fonts and the colors and, you know, is the language and the tone and all those sorts of things, right? But if you're actually trying to generate something, so if you're actually trying to get somebody to interact, whether it's to click on a link or to click on a call to action or to actually, you know, go ahead and buy a product in in sort of e-commerce type situations. You can't do that. It has to be much more flexible. One of the big things around campaigns when they first start is having the ability to test it. I mean, everybody hears the marketing jargon of A-B testing, but the reality is A-B testing is no longer enough. You have to test multiple times for different audiences, different images, different words, different call to actions before you find the ones that produce. And then all of the algorithms across all of the platforms, but particularly for Google, need time. They need time to understand what the point of your campaign is actually about, to then understand it, to then see how the algorithm reacts, to then understand how that gets in front of your audience. And you can't do that effectively if you're having to have 55 million conversations loads of telephone calls if you're I call it opinion by committee I I don't want a decision by committee I just want to know what you're trying to do what is the purpose of it and it's as long as it's within keeping of your brand great that's all we need to do some of the different some of the different brands out there work in different way there's some amazing brands actually don't follow their brand for the campaigns that they work and Paddy Power is brilliant you look at Paddy Power their digital marketing budget is mostly made up of legal fees it's about how much is it going to cost me to defend whatever it is i've just posted not actually the the actual spend on the advert or the social media that they're posting it's more legal i mean that's insane but it works brilliantly for their brands really in keeping Yeah, I mean, that's disruptive marketing to the extreme. It is, yeah. The the one thing I've always admired about smarter media, especially since you've um, been there, Emma, is that you're really honest with clients that some things work and some things don't. So you've got this conversation about we're on a journey together rather than I guarantee if you do this, it'll lead to this. Yeah, absolutely. I think any, again, like I said at the beginning, the agency, the digital agency world is full of opinion. Um, And of course, you know, that's individuals' opinions might be wrong, might not be. I've always believed in transparency. Even in previous lives, it was always about honesty and, and transparency. And often we start campaigns that we don't know whether they will work. We don't know what's going to be the hook or the knack or the thing that's going to, to make a campaign work, depending on the product or the service or the audience that you're you're atta- attracting. Um, so, yeah, it, it, 
it can't, in my opinion, you can't say upfront what it's going to be. It has to be a journey, which is why digital marketing for any business is investment. It isn't about that's how much I'm going to spend to deliver why. What you want is the delivery of why to, you know, to show that that investment was a wise choice. But from day one, it's an investment. And most business owners don't appreciate that. Um, but the But to me, it's also about it has to be part of a proper digital plan. So often we find business owners come to us and say, yeah, I want to generate leads, but their only thing they're doing is one piece of activity and you just can't work like that. It, it, you know, digital marketing falls within a wider marketing plan. If you aren't doing your social media posts, if you aren't doing your um, individual updates, if you aren't working with PR agencies to get articles out there, aren't entering um, competitions to create brand and and and, and win achievements and that kind of thing it, it just is it's sort of a half-hearted it's a bit one piece of the jigsaw puzzle you need all of those pieces to make it effectively work um i think that's a challenge for small businesses that brings me neatly on to emma why would someone come into a business like you did from your previous role um engage with someone like me straight away what was your thinking around um, media relations in particular so i um, having spent um, eight years at Excalibur, um, a large IT and comms business um, in Swindon with a phenomenal brand, you know, huge name recognition, amazing staff, all of the things that you want really when you go into a business as a sales and marketing director to help you deliver results. How do I generate sales? And I was incredibly lucky that I had that to work with as a foundation. Um, but I recognized that Smarter Media didn't have that, it had a great brand, it is a great business, it's got great people, but it isn't known. So if somebody says, well, who is Smarter Media? Most of the time we don't get, you know, people don't know what that is. They could hazard a guess from the name. Um, or if you were looking for a digital marketing agency and you were talking to someone, how do we make sure that Smarter Media is, is, is what people recognize? So to me, um, PR, um, um, uh, content, all those sorts of things, absolutely vital as part of that wider digital marketing plan. Um, I'd worked with you before, obviously, Fiona, and I know you've worked with a number of um, other business owners that I, I respect. So we're quite both honest. So I, I appreciated that as well. Um, and that's why we started from day one, really. it was It's about wider brand. And for us, it comes under, there are four main areas that we think are vital for when we engage somebody like you. So the first is it gives me the ability to publicly celebrate the successes of the business and more importantly, my, my team, the team that I work with. They love receiving something that shows them they've been shown on a, on a website or they're you know, appearing in the business exchange or there's an article in the Swindon advertiser. They absolutely love that, even more so when we can make it about them and the work that they've done. Um, the second thing is about um, supporting our clients. So we've this year with you, Fiona, we've worked on that, helping Wiltshire grow. So our articles have actually been based around support we've given to other businesses. And we make the article sort of 50-50s that talks about other businesses as well. And they have loved that. Our clients have absolutely valued that, you know, using them as a case study, of course, for my own reasons, I want to promote what we do and how well we've worked, but actually giving them the time and energy as well to kind of get their name on their brand out as well has been brilliant. The, um, the third one is around recruitment. So it is incredibly hard to recruit at the moment. I think every business person that I talk to tells me that. But in our industry, particularly, it is a, um, an area that isn't um, well skilled 
as in there's not enough people joining the industry with the skill set, um, even though it's a hugely growing uh, industry. We also have um, in Swindon in particular, some really big brands out there. So if you think about the nationwide, you think about the Intels, um, you think about WH Smith, all of those businesses that have a strong online, a strong digital presence, they're sort of sucking up that um, that that candidate market really um and so we have to make ourselves known we can't you know well, how do we attract somebody when they've got an off from the table from nationwide or an independent agency and a smarter what's going to make them choose us and the only way we can do that or one of the ways we can do that is to demonstrate what we've done how we work that kind of thing and the articles that you do for us absolutely smash that and, and the advice and recommendations you give really help us with that and then lastly, which is the one that everybody thinks it's about, is actually about lead generation. We don't expect to generate leads from the work that we do with you. What we expect, though, is that our brand is known. It's a recognized logo. I'm known. The team are known. The examples are known. There's something in the ether that anybody's thinking about working with us can go and find, and they can see what we do, who we are, what we're about, the culture we've created. But actually, to me, the most important bit is the staff. It's amazing for the staff. And in your previous role with Escalibur, that was a huge investment in staff and keeping your, your staff were your gold dust. And I think that a lot of business owners, even today, don't recognise that. They focus so much on the money and immediate returns and don't realise that the staff is your gold dust. They are what are going to take a business forward if you want to grow. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in this current market with you know, Swindon is one of the lowest unemployment rates in the UK. The Southwest replicates. Swindon is a bit of a lone beast where although it's got a great population, you know, what those what the uh, the working uh, working and um, people are able to do is really varied. You know, it's not sort of specialist in one area, whereas you're then trying to compete with people like uh, Bristol, with Bath, with Reading. How do you attract those candidates into Swindon? I mean, it's not exactly the sexiest place in the world to work compared to a Bristol, for example. Um, so, you know, the cost of recruiting is so significantly more than actually working with the team and making sure you've got a happy, uh, you know, an engaged, a consistent workforce. The cost of, of that is, is phenomenal. Why wouldn't you want to have that? Doesn't mean you shouldn't have new blood, absolutely. But, you know, and actually... Without good people, you can't grow your business. That's what it boils down to. Your good people provide consistency of service for, for clients, consistency of um, experience for clients. And if you get people that are truly engaged in wanting to be the best that they can be, which is one of the values that we have, you know, what they're capable of achieving is phenomenal if you empower them. If you want to treat them like that, you know, chicken in a, in a coop, then not so much. And that to me is another big failing. People, businesses don't invest in their existing people and they don't give them the power to go and do the right thing for their clients. And Excalibur was brilliant at that. And when you were at Excalibur, you've clearly learned from that time and brought that to Smarter Media. So looking to the rest of 2022, give us some idea of what you hope for Smarter Media during the year. Well, clearly, I want to grow. I mean, you know, that's the nature of, of business. Um, and if, you know, I could make it four times the size, that would be amazing. That would be like the dream world. Not going to happen. Um, for us, I don't know, I kinda, I'm kind of using analogy at the moment of describing us as a bit like... Um, we were a, a young adult. We're now developing into a, you know, the sort of proud, proud child that you, you, you know, you that any adult or any parent, sorry, would feel proud of. You know, maybe it's sort of university or just about to graduate, going out into the real world. You, you start to grow up, you know, you start to look at the settling down and all those sorts of things. So it's a 
for us, it's about how do we keep doing, how do we keep implementing what we did last year? Those foundations have been laid. How do we keep doing more of that to deliver a better and better service for our clients? How do we get better at communicating who we are across all types of platforms so that our brand becomes stronger, so people recognize us for who we are? And, you know, and that's from a personal point of view as well. You know, I'm quite a big character, a big personality. I want to make sure people know who I am because I'm the leader of this business. And if they know I'm an honest, frank talking, you know, quite direct, but quite fun person, actually that gives them a feel as to the type of service they're likely to receive. And I want my staff to feel empowered. I want them to make decisions that are right for our client base. And, you know, even even two weeks ago, we talked to a client and said, we just don't believe that we are the agency for them. Gave them a refund on the work that we've done and, and walked away. It's a To me, it's critical that you have that type of working relationship. We have to keep that going forward in, in 2022. If I could do that whilst having some amazing times as well, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to you, Emma, I mean... Um... One of the things I want to work with you on in 2022 is for you yourself to become more known. But talk to me about that with um, Inniscalibur. Do people need to know Emma Carter as much as people need to know Emma Carter within Smarter Media, do you think? No, I don't believe so. I think um, James Phipps was the um, was the owner of Smarter, uh, of Excalibur when I, when I joined the business. And um, he worked incredibly hard on making sure that he was known, his brand and, and the way he was and, and linked to his values. I mean, that, that's a big piece of that. So he was very much about working with the local community, particularly for uh, young adults and children. Um, you know, he had a great story, of course, but he was it was about sharing what is possible with the right opportunities, taking advantage of the right um, chances that come along and, and, you know, working hard. Though It's not all about working hard. Um so to me, it's so that was important at Excalibur, but we were a larger business. So, you know, with sort of 6,000 companies as, as clients, you didn't need to have the brand as individual. It was about the brand as Excalibur. It was about knowing that a client was going to get consistency of service, whether they were 10 employees or 1,000 employees, there was a consistent service throughout the business. I think it's smarter. Um, it's much more like James was back in the early days of Excalibur. People don't necessarily know who Smarter are or what we do or how we work. Um, and so for me, I need to grow that element. And the only way I can demonstrate that with me being, with it being, you know, 15 employees is about knowing who the face of it is. That if people can see the way that I work, they'll know that that's the way that the culture that's being created at Smarter Media. And that's the type of the experience that they'll have. Did that answer the question? I felt like I waffled on oh, that. Oh, no, bit. you didn't. I think that really answered the question because um, it gives me the opportunity to say to listeners, I've already done a podcast with James Phipps, which you can listen back to back in December. Um, hmm. But also to say, come on then, Emma, um, give me an idea of your ideal client. And when they meet Emma Carter, what are they going to get? Yeah, so our ideal client is a um, what I'd call a large small business or a medium business that is um, investing in digital marketing, and I come back to that word investing as well, looking to generate more inquiries, but understands it's a jigsaw puzzle. There's pieces of the puzzle that need to be worked on. Um, has a marketing budget, has a marketing plan. I mean, you'd be amazed how many people come to us and say, I want to do more marketing. And then when you talk to them about it, they haven't got a clue. They don't even know who their ideal client is, let alone how we're meant to know how to attract them, you know, that kind of thing. But somebody that sees it as an investment and truly wants a partnership, wants to understand 
test the market, understand how it works, figure out what's going to work for them and then go for it. And we've got some great case studies with people like Amarok, people like Bondline, where they've given the time and energy to commit to that, to find it. And now we're seeing some amazing, amazing results for for those types of client base. So that would be the ideal client. Hopefully something like this podcast will demonstrate to people that I'm honest, I'm upfront, um, we're a caring. I'd rather do the right thing for a client as opposed to, you know, sort of taking it for, for whatever I can. So often we talk to companies and say we aren't the agency that you need. For you know, as an example, we offer social media services, but if you want to go viral, wrong agency. That's not the type of type type of way that we work. So I think they'll always get that honest bit of feedback. And my experience from, you know, previous world like Excalibur and, and in corporate prior to that, so places like Biffa and, um, you know, in the old days, Yellow Pages, I mean, that's where I grew up. I kind of have an understanding as well around corporate and, and the pressures that marketing departments are put under in a corporate environment and, you know, silly things like how to put together a board pack for them so that they evidence what their money's being spent on and, and those sorts of stuff. So we actually offer a wider support as well, um, as well as a crap load of connections you know people in different industries that I can connect them to and, and that kind of thing. One other thing that came to mind Emma is people might find it quite weird that um, a digital marketing agency like yourself would engage in a more traditional form of marketing like PR so I know a lot of what I do will appear on the internet anyway but you know appearing in a local business magazine or a local newspaper why does that have value for you? Um, like I said at the beginning, is it, you've got to have a complete marketing plan, is, is my opinion. And, what, you know, if we're all honest, when you're doing marketing, it's about attracting somebody to, to engage with you and your audience engages in different ways. And, and that's, you know, cold, cold, hard facts of it. For us, it's about making sure we put it in the right place. So when we work with um, the type of um, media support that you provide us, we're not doing that to generate an inquiry or for somebody to buy a product off our website. It is about the reach. It's about the impression. It's about the brand. Um, and the work we do with you is phenomenal. But but it's like I said at the beginning, it's like I said earlier, actually, we do it for a number of reasons. The, the reason we engage with you is not just about brand. It's about my staff feeling really proud of the company they work for. It's about new recruitment and people being able to look at us and go, I get a feel as to who you are. Potential prospects of understanding the type of way in which we operate. It's about keeping our, our, you know, a smarter media front of mind. And and to me, you can't just do that through digital means. You know, I can't go and put a Google pay-per-click campaign together that's designed to attract candidates. I mean, that just, you know, I'm not a recruitment agency. For a recruitment agency, that might work. But for me, in my business, that wouldn't work. So it's understanding which levers or tools I've got available for the right type of activity or or, or audience or or, um, impact that I'm trying to create. And the work that you do for us generates that significantly. Absolutely helps us as that wider picture for a bigger digital plan. I agree that marketing is a jigsaw. You've got to do lots of it. I do lots of it myself. You do lots of it. Set against business goals, whatever they might be. Mine will be really different to yours. And also it's about, I always think it's about positioning yourself so that people can buy from you when they're the right people. Absolutely. Marvellous. Right, Um, Emma, how can people find you in Smarter Media? Let me know. 
Um, so we have our website, uh, smarter-media.co.uk. Uh, people can email in. You know, I'm, again, one of those types of people that will share my mobile number, share my email address. So it's emma at smarter-media.co.uk. We've got a Facebook page. We've got an Instagram page. We've got a LinkedIn page. Lots and lots of ways to get in touch with us. Pick up the phone, 01793-292-171. Can't believe I remembered that. Who knew that I was going to remember impressed. that? Um, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I think you were right earlier about how PR blurs with digital, um, but to me, it's absolutely vital that we have all of those, um, all of those jigsaw pieces working together. And you know, the work that you do for us is phenomenal in helping us do that. If I had to give one main tip, though, and I'm pretty sure that you would say the same for you and the work that you do, is um, as an owner, you have to commit to the consistency of marketing. So what I love about working with you is that you give me that kick up the arse every month to go, right, what are we doing? What is this month's article or what is this month's activity or what about this? What about that? You give me the tips and the, and the, and the um, ideas that I might need if I'm a bit stuck. But more importantly, you hold me to account to deliver it. Um, and, you know, we've had a couple of really close to the wire situations, haven't we, Fiona? Where you we have. My we butt. have. Um, it's exactly the same with digital marketing. It's pointless doing anything on social media to generate organic inquiries if you aren't doing it consistently. It's pointless spending thousands of pounds on a PPC campaign if you aren't doing it consistently. And to me, that that's the, they ha, it's not just about the jigsaw puzzle. It's about the consistency of it. If you're going to do it, you have to be able to connect it together and completely do it and 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 do it. And do it, and do it. You get the point. Yeah, no, I get, do get the point. It's doing it on the days where it, where nothing happens, where it feels like it's a drudge, will lead to the days when it when something happens. Yeah, and yeah absolutely. You know, and if you're stuck in all of the um, social media stuff, um, and you're a company of decent size, you know where to find smarter media. If you're smaller and you want someone to guide you in the beginning, you can find me at www.scottmedia.uk. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Emma, thank you very, very much. And tune in next time. Brilliant. Brilliant.